You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 121. Thomas Miller back with you with a road trip report. This one breaks the mold. (laughs) It breaks all molds. Oh, you're going to hear all about it. But this was an intuition trip from the get-go. And you know that I did this trip to Sedona in the spring of 2016, 24 people, and we had an amazing time. This was almost on the other end of the spectrum, but what it showed me was, golly, I could do trips all the time. One of my favorite horoscope analysis reports that I got from Liz Green, who is one of the predominant astrologers out of England, said, you are one of life's travelers. And you know, when you are wired that way, you just kind of have to go with it, right? And then when you throw intuition on top of that, well, then you're in for an adventure, that's for sure. And this one was. Now, you know, I've talked about intuition being something that you just act on. One of my favorite stories about this and one of my most illustrative stories in my life about this is that story that you've heard about filling up the water bottles, getting ready to go on a bicycle ride, and I get this intuitive prompt, very clear, to email Fred Dodson about doing his audiobooks. I did, he responded, and I'm just about to complete book number 14. They are selling all across the world. It has become a viable income source for me, and I absolutely love doing it. None of that would have been possible had I argued with that intuition. And you could even go as far as to say that if I had delayed that email, maybe until the next day, that he would not have been in the space of answering it positively. So I've come to trust that when the universe knocks, you answer. When intuition speaks, you honor it. Right then, no questions, just do it. Even if it looks like you're embarking into a dark tunnel. And that has really been the shift and the focus of this coaching program that I'm doing, which you can find on the website, subconsciousmindmastery.com. Go to the coaching tab at the top. And this is what we've predominantly been working on because I've noticed that most people don't follow it. And sometimes it's a little quirky and sometimes it's crazy. But once you get comfortable with it enough to trust it with your life and things work out positively over and over and over, then it becomes a no-brainer. Then you're in the groove. You're in the flow. So what came about was a trip to Eureka Springs. And you know from past podcasts, that's a little community, a little artsy community in the Ozarks of Northwest Arkansas. Quartz country, like all kinds of quartz veins running all the way from Little Rock basically up to Fayetteville and beyond. So there's a lot of earth energy there. And then some say that there's an energy vortex there. I certainly feel it when I'm in the Basin Park area. And what's interesting is I've been on trips with people who have felt the opposite of what I feel. So like an opposite energy from that same place. But anyway, it's just a community. It's just one of those places that I love to go periodically to get inspired. And I always get great direction, inspiration, and ideas when I'm in Eureka Springs. Just something about being there. Now, I didn't have Eureka Springs on my agenda for this year. It's getting close to fall, and I'm looking forward to the September aspen trees turning bright yellow and orange coming up in just a little over a month, plus the coaching, plus finishing an audiobook, plus writing, plus doing a number of other things. So things are pretty busy over here. But, you know, I've been doing this coaching program and had this beta component to it, where for a couple of weeks I took on several people to get the coaching legs under me and to get this thing launched. Well, right before I started to do the coaching, I got an email from one of you. 
was a young lady who was just really exploring all of this law of attraction, manifesting everything, had never heard of it before, had never studied it before, had never experienced it before, but was also going through quite a tough period in life following a divorce a couple of years back. I don't find the timing of her email ironic. <laughs> we look for these kinds of things, don't we? Because it was right at the cusp of when I wanted to start the coaching program. So I asked if she would be interested in being a beta coaching student. And she was obviously excited and thrilled. So we had been working through that, and she had expressed an interest in taking a trip, needed to get away for sure, and was looking at Eureka Springs and asked my opinion. And of course, I encouraged her to go. Well, she put the wheels in motion to set that up, and that's where the story starts to take an interesting turn. So, I want you to meet my coaching student, fellow podcast listener, and traveler. Her name is Rhonda, and I'm going to play some segments from the interview that we did on the last day of the trip. Now, you got to remember, this girl was not happy. She had been under a lot of stress, but everything shifted when she saw creating and manifesting in action firsthand. So first, we start with asking Rhonda what it was like for her to embark on such a journey. Rhonda, let's start with when we met, first of all. So you hear this voice in the box. It's very strange to be sitting next to the voice in the box. We've done the audiobooks and everything, and then all of a sudden, here we are meeting to go into northwest Arkansas. <laughs> yes. I um I had plans to go to Eureka Springs, and the person I was going with, it fell through, and Thomas has been coaching me, and I'm one of the betas, and I've been going through a rough couple years, and he's been teaching me about following my, intu following my intuition, and so I don't really, I can't really explain why. But I was a little scared to go to Eureka Springs by myself, but I knew I was going no matter what because of the vortex that you had talked about. And I sent Thomas a text saying, um, you should do something spontaneous and come to Eureka Springs with me. I think it would be good for you, like I was your coach. <laughs> and I texted back saying that I had, as you were describing your trip... It had been a couple of years since I've been here, and I thought just how fun it would be to hang out in Eureka Springs again. I absolutely love this town. So I responded back basically saying, funny that you should say that. I was just thinking that would be so much fun to be in Eureka Springs. You know, when you start talking about and teaching intuition, one of the biggest pitfalls, and you know this because we've talked about it, is you get the intuitive prompt, and then immediately the conscious mind starts filtering it, yes. and you negate it. Yes. So what you did and what I responded to is really straight up the middle classic how you do it. As far as you had an intuitive prompt, and you acted on it. Yes. I had an intuitive response, and I acted on it. Because if I had went with a conscious mind... In reality, you were said no way. You would protect yourself, but um, for some reason, I have been practicing it, and I think the more you told me to practice it, the easier it got to follow my intuition. Well, and when we talk about the incredible things, I've got in our notes here 
all of the places where something that we intended manifested over the last couple of days. I've got all these circled M's in the notes. Look at all the circled M's. I mean, it's like stuff has just happened all over the place. If you think about um, the day we talked about what we'd like to do in Eureka Springs while we're here, I think... That's that's intentions. I think we manifested 80% of that. Yeah, I think so too. So the point is intuition acted on is when you get the results. It's when you filter it back up through the conscious mind And even as I filtered it back up through the conscious mind, what I got was I've talked on the podcast about impromptu trips. I've talked about Colorado. I'm like, hey, email me, thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com. And if I get enough people that say, yeah, I'd like to do something in Colorado, I'm going, let's pick some dates. Come on up. I believe I had asked you numerous times when when you first started coaching me, when's the next trip? Do you remember? I, mm-hmm. I said, yeah. I'll be there. I'll be, I, I'm going to be there. So I wanted to meet you, so maybe I manifested that. So it's just funny when you get intuitive prompts, and you follow through with them, how things work out a certain way. And when you don't follow through with them, either you miss out on an opportunity or something goes against you. Okay, I just want to say something because as a listener – when you talk, it's sometimes hard for me, at least as a listener, to really get what you're saying because you've studied it so much more. You know so much more about it. But experiencing this, when we could talk for probably three days straight about all the incredible things. And I know listening to you, some of us may think that doesn't sound realistic, that's not logical. But as just a listener like everybody else, I'm telling you the things that happened. It was just one right after another. We were high-fiving and fist-bumping the whole time. Now, as Rhonda said, it was literally one thing after another after another. I had a journal, and I wrote down most of the highlights. And when there was an intention set and then something manifested, I put an M by it and circled it. And the page in the journal, a couple of pages in the journal, was literally littered with circled M's. But as you know, that's how we're supposed to live our lives. And I'll tell you another thing that comes to mind from this is when two people have the same intuitive inclination, there can be a lot of energetic juice around that. I saw it with Fred. He was in alignment. We came together, and it's been an amazing four or five years. Interesting the same pattern here. She was reaching out while I was thinking, God, it would be nice to go to Eureka. I've been wanting to do other trips. I've announced on the podcast, if you'll reach out to me, we'll take a look at putting something else together. Certainly, this was on my heart to do. And then as I look back on it, here were two intuitive prompts heading in the same direction. Now, obviously, we had to set up some proprieties and things like that in advance, but we took care of it very simply. Not a lot of discussion around it. Had an equitable game plan. And then you just do it. You just go for it. So we're going to tell you some of the stories that happened along the way on this incredible road trip. And the first stop was in the little town where I went to college. And for the first time in 35 years, I buzzed the place where I went to school. And man, it didn't look like anything as it did 35 years ago. And then went over to Fayetteville, which is where I was the 6 and 10 news anchor for the ABC television station there my senior year of college. 
And Fayetteville was one of those Y-shaped moments in my life where everything shifted. I got this job that was basically handed to me. I left it as soon as I graduated and went on to bigger and better pastures. And it's something that I've looked back at now knowing about intuition. And you'll hear this in the clip. But now knowing about intuition is a decision that I look back and realize that when we make a decision without consulting intuition, it can have profound impacts on our lives. And that's why I am so, I don't know the word, excited, humbled on a mission, if you will, to help as many people as possible understand how to connect with intuition and how to follow it. Because these things can literally shape the course of your life. And when the universe provides something, treat that with extra special care. Because what happened here is I got something from the universe that I wanted since I was a kid, broadcasting, manifested when I was crying out loud, 21 years old, and I let the conscious mind get a hold of it. So on this trip, first time back to Fayetteville in 35 years, and that was what I did as I went right back to that place and sat down across the street from that building where I used to be the news anchor as a senior in college. Well, it was a very emotional time that I spent in downtown Fayetteville, right across the street from the building that I worked in my senior year of college as the news anchor of an ABC television station at 6 and 10 p.m. I mean, I literally, I was going to class in the afternoon. I would go to the TV station, help prepare the 6 o'clock news, do the news, go to study classes up, up at the college, and then come back and do the 10 o'clock. That was my life, my senior year. The, I think the big important thing that popped out to me with you is when you told me about how the guy just gave you the job, how that was just landed in your lap. So to me that stuff is already drawn to you. It was already happening at an early age. You know, I graduated and couldn't wait to leave Northwest Arkansas. And as I went back down to the square and just took my journal and thought of some notes and things that came to mind as I was reflecting there were so many things around that, because you're exactly right. My broadcasting professor, Mike Flynn, wonderful, amazing human being, walked me into that TV station. He had an influence there, and he told the general manager, this is the guy who needs to anchor the news. There was a slot coming open. And I was basically hired on the spot in T-shirt and jeans <laughs> without a demo because of Mike Flynn's word. Yeah. And I walked away from that, and that shifted the course of my life, obviously. That was one of those major why decisions and as I reflected, as I was sitting, in, was sitting on the steps of the old post office, those of you who know Fayetteville know exactly where I'm talking about, old post office building downtown, looking across at the building where I used to do that, and realize a great lesson from that is when the universe gives you something big like that, stay with it until the universe takes it away. That's a lesson that will just always serve you well. Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but I disagree with you. <laughs> of course you're allowed to do that. Why? Because I have the same concept that, you know, if the universe gave you something, I don't want you to feel like you have to hold on to it forever. You have it for the time being or for what's supposed to happen. 
and then you go to what it hands to you next. You know, how I would respond to that now, being in the space where I am now versus where I was 35 years ago, is, you know, you've seen it for the last several days. I would check intuition. I would check intuitively. I would be meditating. I'd be in touch. I'd do a muscle test. I'd do something to say, is this the time to leave? I didn't do that back then. So honestly, I can't tell you if it was the right time or not. I don't know, because I wasn't listening to this voice. You know, back then, one of the differences, again, of where I am now, is back then I was running from myself. I was running to a greener pasture because I didn't think that what I had here was good enough. How old were you? 21. Every single 21-year-old on the planet does the same damn thing. I was just given a pretty big gift. Yes. And you appreciate it now. Look at you. I mean, and you got to go back and remember that. You got to go back to that town and remember that. You know, maybe that's, it might not be about how long you had something, but about a recollection of going back and remembering it and it sparking something new inside of you now to do something else. I mean, who knows? Totally. I've got two pages of notes in my journal on that. So again, here's the bottom line on an important point. We talk about the story of the river of life, the stream of life, floating down the river. The river of life will take you where you're supposed to be. Often we don't just float down the river of life. We paddle off to the side. We try to paddle upstream, and that's what I was doing here. As I look back, the universe put me right in the middle of the river. And instead of just flowing with that and being at ease with that, I paddled to the side to get into a better river. And, of course, things unfolded along that path. And one could even argue that that was the path that I was supposed to take. And that might be valid. Point is, it doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter what you messed up in the past. It doesn't matter what you blew. You can always work to get back in the middle of the river from where you are now today. And this is the very essence of this coaching program. If we work together, this is the type of thing that we're going to work through, is getting you in the middle of the river today, knowing how to stay there, and knowing how to hear that still small voice of intuition to keep you there. Now, when we make a certain decision, there certainly are consequences, missed opportunities, things that will affect you the rest of your life that could have been different. But the universe has a wonderful way of taking you right where you are and bringing you back to the middle of your river. And, you know, I think some people have a greater ease in staying in the middle of the river. I think a lot of people don't, and that's where coaching like this can certainly come in handy. And this is the message that I'm trying to teach is to get in touch with that, and then you're programming your subconscious mind being from the middle of the river. I'll tell you, having been on both sides of this, it's an amazing shift when you get there. Okay, now, on to Eureka. Again, get the basis of this. Here is a coaching student who has been through some really tough stuff the last few years, really trying to turn her life around but struggling with that. Old paradigms don't go away overnight. Old habits die hard. Former unhealthy responses want to come right back to the surface as soon as there's a challenge. And also, as she had said, she just wasn't really happy. All of the stuff around her had continued to basically drag her down. So one of her core intentions was to find some happiness through what happened on the trip. 
Not that the happiness is external and tied to the trip, but you know what I mean. Just getting some relief from the daily routine of the stuff back home. Now, one of the things about Rhonda that I appreciated is that she is very transparent. She doesn't mask her feelings. So listen to what shifted driving into Eureka. In Fateville, I was still in my rut. I mean, How so? I was excited that I was going. I don't know. I can't. It's hard to explain. I was looking for something to grow as a person, but I was still in a funk right then. Obviously, I've changed now. I wouldn't be saying still as. But it was right about on the edge when we were pulling into Eureka Springs that I started smiling. And just the smile stayed there. Do you think it was the energy of coming here finally or what made the shift? I don't know. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's whether it's the energy, whether it's vortex, whether it's just me, whether it's God or universe or whatever. I was happy. I needed to feel that. Now, this point right here has been foundational in my life, and moving from Dallas to Aspen has made all the difference in the world in my overall state, happiness, manifesting, learning this material, etc., come to a new level. But I also know that most people can't just pull up and leave where they are. My situation is definitely not typical, one of life's travelers, remember? But taking trips, even weekend getaways... Changing a part of town, if you can, if you're that nimble. Shifting things within the means that you have can make a big difference if you are dealing with programming from the past that is not taking you in the direction that you want to go. And I saw it again here. Here was somebody who just that energetic shift made a huge difference. We saw the same thing take place in Sedona as well. So now it was time to go into town and get something to eat after having moved from Fayetteville to Eureka Springs. And this was the first real manifestation. Well, couple, several, many. <laughs> and one thing led to another by just staying open. The first thing we did before going out into town and going into the little downtown area of Eureka is to do an angel card reading. Now you have... Also, an angel oracle deck, and you got that because? Because I listened to your podcast, <laughs> and you said that you'd bought one. So I just got on Amazon and just grabbed one. And for me, it's been very accurate. And so, yeah, we did some angel card readings. I don't think that works for everybody, maybe. But for me personally, it works for me. So some of the things that came up were to let it go? Yeah, let it go and... Uh, trust. Trust. Well, <laughs> this is funny. Thomas here wants to um, have the plan for what we're going to do, right? And I'm more... It's almost like the universe put complete opposites together. I'm more of the one like, oh, let's just see what jumps in front of us. So we couldn't decide. So that's when we turned to the cards. <laughs> we turned to exterior. Oh, you know what I mean. And they just said, like, trust in the angels. They've got it. And uh, we had talked about, we kept on bringing up the past, I believe, me and you. So we drew the let it go card. I need to let things go. I think you maybe, maybe did too. Yeah, because I was still living in Fayetteville. Yeah. I was still regretting Fayetteville. So we, um, anytime we could make a decision, I think we relied on the angel cards to, to balance us out. <laughs> so we just took off um, into town. So one of the things about Eureka Springs, town was built in the late 1800s, 
and it's built on basically the side of this limestone mountain. So it weaves around, and it's very narrow, crooked. It looks like San Francisco in some places. It's like nothing you've really ever seen. And with that, parking spaces are a premium, especially on the weekends. So the very first thing that we did is went in with the anticipation. Yeah, time to eat, right? Been on the road and hungry. Somewhere in mind, you wanted to go, actually. There was a little Mexican restaurant just on the way into town that I thought would be fun. It has a really nice patio. But uh, we couldn't decide whether to take the bus, the shuttle, or how to get to town. And you decided, well, we both decided we're just going to go with the universe and just see where we find a parking spot. And see. You know where we found a parking spot? Right in front of a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> and you know, here again, lesson learned, we're driving in and there's this parking spot available. The only one. The and. Only one. And we pulled in because when you are asking for something and it shows up, don't go looking for something better. It would have been real easy to, oh, let's go in town. If that one's there, then we'll find something else. Heck no. That was right there. That was an answer to a manifestation. Pulled right in. Well, if that hadn't happened, we didn't eat at the exact Mexican restaurant you wanted to eat at. But we actually, I I wanted you to get, Thomas, to get to do things that you hadn't done before in Eureka. So this is actually somewhere you had never been, and it was the most beautiful restaurant, and the food was just amazing, like things you never even heard of. What, roasted pumpkin seeds and pineapple and the margaritas? The whole thing was just, they have flan. We share flan, yes. Um, We sat outside by the dripping water coming down, and it wasn't dripping in town. It was only dripping out there. It was magical for me. Now, here's another tip and a very important one when it comes to the world of manifesting. Don't take things as small or big. Remember, there's no scale in infinity. The only scale is in our heads. We are the ones who size things. Remember, the intentions of this trip that were set out before anybody traveled anywhere was to create a trip where things show up automatically where we go with the flow and allow the universe to provide things along the way. And that's exactly what happened. Now, here's another question to ask, and I'm telling you, I'm not good at this. I still have a lot of growth to do in this area. But when stuff like this starts happening, are you surprised? You get shocked? Or are you expectant? Be expectant. And don't throw hooks. By throwing hooks, I mean throwing a little negative in there. I did that once on this trip, and that's the area that I have to work on. But always keep on expecting. Always. Never, ever, never doubt the process. Now, several other things happened in the afternoon that were cool and got circled M's in the journal, but the next big thing was at dinner time, and that was huge. Now, what happened in the evening was classic, and I will never forget this. We were in a store. Rhonda made a purchase and forgot her credit card, forgot to get the credit card back from the clerk. Which I I told Thomas, I have never, I have not done that in years, but that's unlike me. So we were driving out on the bypass area, not the downtown area. This is out on the, the bypass highway. And we had identified several places to eat. So there was a buffet restaurant, catfish restaurant, Japanese, Thai, and Italian. We had gone... 
<laughs> as Thomas is driving 90 miles an hour to get to his destination, and he don't even know where we're going yet. But he's going to get there, by golly. So you can tell him what I told you to do. Enjoy the journey? Yeah, that's what you say all the time. That part? Yeah. Yes. Enjoy the journey. I said, just slow down. You don't even know where we're going. And then I realized I forgot my card. So we were planning to go to this Italian restaurant and ended up going back to the store where we forgot the where she forgot the card. And as we were pulling out of the parking lot, right across the way, there's this place called the Rockin' Pig Saloon. And as we were driving to Eureka, we both had talked that we'd like to have a nice steak. Yes. So there's another one of the intention categories. Yes. Look over there, and she sees this Rockin' Pig Saloon and says, Oh, we didn't see what it about that? Yeah, didn't see it the first time across. But pulling out of the parking lot, it was kind of tucked back. So she said, what about that? And she was saying, that feels good. I'd like to go over there. No, we walked into the Italian place to see how long the wait was, and I didn't like the vibe. But just from a different point of view on the manifestation thing, I'm new to all this. But instead of, like, imagining it and, like, writing it down and putting, for me, it seems to work better, like, just a thought, and then it's gone, and then move on, and then let it go, instead of, like, but that's just for me. So as we pulled out of that parking lot and she looked up and saw this rock and pig, she said, let's go over there and check that out. Had the best steak of the week. For a very decent price. So there was another circled M and the day wasn't over yet. <laughs> but there was another manifestation complete. So that was quite a, I mean, you thought that that was a pretty good day, but that wasn't anything of what happened the next day. So day two, the big activity was to go horseback riding. Rhonda had never been on a horse and wanted to do that on this trip. So one of the other manifestations, one of the things that got a circle M on the journal page was finding this adorable little place called Hidden Valley Ranch, just a few miles outside of town where they do horseback trips. And it must not have been very busy. This was not one of those trips where you just follow the horse in front of you, walk through a pasture and blah, blah, blah for an hour and you're done. This trip, we were the only two, got to go with a wrangler and we took the more aggressive trail and went up the, they called it a mountain, I would call it a hill, but we went up this incline and to a different part of the area and got to see just amazing scenery. So that all worked out beautifully. But as we arrived at the barn, Rhonda had one of those miraculous, where the universe just hands you something as a sign to say, you see, I'm right here. So one of the things that I think was successful for Rhonda on this trip, and it was certainly eye-opening for myself, because if you, you know, if you go into these things with your own eyes of self-examination open, you'll find things working with other people that you need to work on yourself. So I was more focused on meeting the Wrangler, signing up, paying all of that stuff, Rhonda was captivated by this old barn, and she just took off and walked inside. And that's where the story of the Miracle Journal begins. The one thing I wanted to learn from Thomas was how to journal. I don't know anything about journaling. I know it sounds silly. I overthink everything. So I had asked him I wanted to see his journal. And so that night before horseback riding, I was on my computer, and I had added some journals to my Amazon cart. And then forgot about it and we went horse to the horseback riding place 
And what happened? While we were checking in, <laughs> she was she was walking around the corner. <laughs> it was beautiful, okay? It was gorgeous. And yes, I'm a vintage soul, and I like... Um, do you want me to say it? Do you want me... This is a big one. I walk into um, the stables. They're not... They don't have horses in them. They have all They're this, vintage. They have all this old stuff from the 70s and 80s. But right by my foot, on the floor, is this little... No, it's a notebook, and it's from the 70s, and it's perfect. And it had no writing in it. Laying on the ground. Laying on the ground by my shoe. Yes. And I picked it up... Because I knew the night before, I had just put the same size notebook in my Amazon cart. And so, I asked the lady, I know she thought I was crazy, can I have this? And she made sure there was no writing in it, and she said yes. And I'm telling you that thing, I wouldn't sell it for a million dollars. Yeah, that's going to be a treasure that will go on her shelf, and a memento that she can always look at to see right there, the universe provides. I've told so many stories here of my own account of where things like that have shown up. The Jeep that I drive, heck, the place where I'm living right now is a daily testament to that for me. But when the universe gives you something like that, treasure it, value it, use it as an icon that the universe provides. And that's why I was saying is don't make it big or small. It just was a miracle. This miracle is no bigger or different than that miracle. That one was huge. You should have felt the energy that was in that place at that time. It was divine, literally. Okay, I think you're getting the idea that this was an amazing trip of intention and manifestation. There's one more really cool story, but we're going to do that in the next podcast. And then, as part of that podcast, we're just going to roll on the summary conclusion thoughts so that you can hear from a podcast listener how this experience was for her. So that will all be in podcast number 122. We will roll right straight into that. I hope that this has been an encouragement for you along the way, wherever you are. Enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.